I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. I'm April, VP of the cutting-edge sex toy company, Hot Octopus, and I dedicate my life to the business of sex. We are on a mission to teach you how to have hot sex, deep intimacy, and how to make your own rules for who you are as a sexual being. Welcome Welcome to to the Shameless Sex Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 50% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hey, everybody. Happy. Well, if you celebrate Christmas, it's almost Christmas. 2020. They say happy Christmas in the UK. Have a holly jolly Christmas. I just heard on TikTok today some guy singing a Mariah Carey like a boss, dude. He really? nailed it. It was amazing. Right. And then he went into a Whitney Houston. Oh, Whitney. And I will always love you. Ooh, yours is good. No, it's not. That was a joke. Oh, my God. Okay, so we're starting TikTok with April singing your favorite songs. You're scared of TikTok. I am. Well, I don't know how to use it yet. The TikTok will make you jump, jump. But I do like learning new technology, so. Well, the dance parts are a little difficult because there's these dances that people do that usually I think celebrities create. And I've tried to do them with my uh, partner's youngest daughter before, and I'm always, like, so bad. Like She's probably great. She is so good. She's yeah. like, you got to do it like this. She's very patient. Yeah. But she definitely has been like... We need to redo this one. <laughs> April, in the back, paying attention. I'm like, I can't get I my wouldn't friend. say my coordination is my strongest suit. I don't, I don't think that you and I doing TikTok dance portions would be very helpful. And so Instagram has changed their terms and policies, and we're still not deleted. So as of right now, if you're not following us on Instagram, follow us, Shameless Sex Podcast, at Shameless Sex Podcast, because we're still up and running. We did have to take down some of our, in air quotes, explicit content which was like boat with dildos spelled yeah. it was the word boat oh yeah with, spelled out in dildos might be too phallic there was some of me in lingerie that was questionable how oh, we kept that we did yeah so if you want to see me in some lingerie if you're Amy to in delete lingerie, people for being in lingerie then we have a problem it's something because of the algorithm i sent you an article about it because yeah. you're like what's the new terms and policies it's trying to target sex workers just like this whole sesta fosta thing with craigslist and it didn't get rid of sex workers everyone and that was actually for uh human trafficking didn't get rid of that either so it's interesting you try to get rid of a platform they still happen it actually makes it less i feel like you can track people less right we've done an less episode safety. of this there's less safety so either way we are still on instagram when we're recording this which is december 22nd 2020 Woo! and we are we're yeah we're live in action so check out our instagram we do take a lot of time we run contests all the time we're doing a contest right now i think it just ended today oh well sorry we gave away a lot of free sex toys we did. thousands thousands well not sex toys of dollars dollars, yeah. dollars of sex toys hey chip what did i give you for thousands Christmas? millions of rupees millions of for our pesos. listeners in India, millions of rupees of sex toys. And what what was your question? What did I give you for Christmas? Oh, she got me a Beyonce LP, everyone. Lemonade. A record. Ooh, ooh, she got a record ooh. player. Oh, yeah. An LP is record. Yeah. And apparently it's yellow. I haven't actually opened it out of the, the I thought today cover. we were going to be at your house or at my house today. So I was like, oh, my God, we can play on the record. We can dance. Maybe we can go there later. We'll see. I bought this record player. It was very affordable. So if it's adorable. And it's adorable. It looks like a 60s vintage record. It, it is. So my dad has one from like 1900. That's Whoa. a big troll, but it's a very tall standing one. Ooh. So the wooden ones that plays these How's old, the sound? old. The sound on this one is not that great. There's no bass. So yeah. although it was wildly affordable, it was like 50 bucks for this thing. And But when I play it, it's like, mm, I'm not really bumping tunes. It doesn't do justice, I feel like, to the to, to the creator of the music. So it might so, not be the best for Lemonade. I still am I excited to listen to it. But we'll still listen to it. I was thinking maybe I could audio rig like I did on your TV, uh, a speaker to it, yeah. to really bump it. Well, the reason why I got her lemonade was because it just is nostalgic for me. So back in the day when you were going through your divorce or your post-divorce and then I was going through a breakup or heartache. And this is right when we started the concept of Shameless Sex before we actually had launched the podcast. And you were liberated. You're like, wow. And I was sad. And you had done a lot of work uh, post-divorce with yeah. sex and relationships relationship coaches, etc. And I remember coming over to your house, I mean, so sad and just my heart was broken about this breakup. And you would put on Beyonce on your TV 
and you would sing all the lyrics and dance and it was the, and you were like all about this Beyonce sexual and woman empowerment and I remember just cheering me up so much and changing my day and my queen mood so we're B, going to do that yeah, Queen yeah. B well Queen April too so <laughs> I actually I had a fight with someone once about why Beyonce is so amazing well they didn't think she was they didn't amazing. think she was amazing and I was like <gasps> you cannot say that to me and everyone's entitled to their opinion, but yeah. I was like, I just don't want to hear this opinion because I disagree, and you will not change my opinion. She's pretty incredible. She's amazing. She did make. Have you watched that on Disney? There's this. Um, it's. I should look at the actual title. It's uh, was they released it on Disney, but oh my god, the outfits in it, it are incredible. I think she has like 35 outfit changes, but each dress is a homecoming. So it's not homecoming. No, oh, it's, um, Netflix. it's called uh black is King. Oh, Oh my God. It is incredible. And there it's, it, it you, it's like the lion King, but this Beyonce version, because oh. it has all of this amazing costume, costumery. And this, the music is all written by her. It's incredible. And if anybody out there likes Beyonce, Check it out. If you don't like Beyonce, but just love fashion, check it out. And if you just like Disney, check it out. And if anyone's going through a heartbreak, your heart is hurting, or you're lonely, call your friend and be like, hey, can we just put on some fun music and dance and sing and be silly? And if you have a friend like April, then you're really stoked because she will cheer you up. Turn that frown. Upside down. It's true. Sometimes this is a brownie time. Okay, so we're going to do a sex question. We have a bio. We have Dr. Nan Weiss. Once again, she's been on our podcast. What? This is like the fourth or fifth time. She's like our licensed PhD neuroscientist uh, doctor. Uh, extraordinaire because we, she's incredible. Yeah. She we decide she's part of the podcast. She is. And when I read her bio later, you'll hear all of her credentials yeah. and also how much exposure and how much j- just clout she has in mainstream media. Yeah. But she also is a huge, uh, just amazing human and hugely trust trusting of information because she comes from the scientific, yeah. but also meeting psychotherapy yeah Yeah, she's She's, really cool she's very relatable and then her partner john her husband of many years what 30 years or something right he's also on this episode with her and then we are talking about 82 since 88 years because i'm 38 oh just dated ourselves um then we so she's answering sex questions about a number of things one is about low sex drive desire discrepancy uh friends with benefits situations when it's not feeling good and also cuckolding. What the hell is cuckolding? And, and hot, hot wifing. Hot wifing. I got carded the other day for buying not a hot wifing porn. No, huh? a lighter at Walgreens. They were like, and because I, I was trying to buy a lighter to light my candles and and at home because yeah. like a long lighter. And I was like, how old do you need to be to buy a lighter? She's like, eighteen. I was like, do you really think I'm eighteen? I'm <laughs> seventeen. And so I showed her, and she's like, yeah, you're fine. I was like, thanks. I think I was fine twenty years from now. <laughs> but FYI, you get carded for buying you a lighter. Look at, you don't act a day over seventeen. So we may have dated. <laughs> ourselves saying we're 38 and 35 oh i also did just find my first white hair gray hair white or gray i can't tell congratulations i'm gonna put that in the um anniversary yeah! calendar we have I april's anal anniversary her yeast anniversary for first yeast infection amy's white hair anniversary um what else oh i have a weird spot that is just appearing on my face i am officially turning 36 i soon. really don't want to end up like the people that start talking about their bunions in a conversation <laughs> okay anyways let's go to a sex question <laughs> about anal sex this next question is by a lovely listener, and they are asking about anal sex, and specifically fingers. But here we go. I love when my wife puts a finger in my butt while having sex. At first, she was extremely reluctant to even come close to my butt, but it has truly changed our sex lives. I want to do the same for her and play with her butt during sex. For example, while in doggy style position, it's so hot because I can see it all and I want to tickle her nether regions and maybe put a finger in. But every time I come close, she seems reluctant. What tips do you have for this? I have some tips because I just did this. What you got? Last <laughs> night and this morning. Oh. For you, real. Fingers or what? Fingers. Fingers in and your then bum? a cock. In your bum. Yeah. And what? So what's, what's, what's up? So obviously lube and make sure your fingers are nice Uber and lube. trimmed up. Uber lube is always what I use. And again, I'm almost out. I'm like, every time I grab a bottle. I think I have a bottle under my bed. Yeah, uh, I need some. So j- making sure your fingers are nice and trimmed because even if you have a little bit of, it can kind of scratch and can kind of hurt. So mm-hmm. even if you have well manicured, smooth nails, just make sure those are nice and smooth, smoother than you, you'd even think because it's a sensitive zone. Also, you can start with a smaller finger, like your pinky 
pinky because just going full on with a, like a larger finger, a thumb or an index or middle can be a little intense. So a pinky, and then you can add two, but always start smaller. And we've talked about this in our anal episodes. And I just think that relaxing at the same time with some, obviously we think it's she, so vulva owner, uh, relaxing either with a vibrator on the external bits and then uh, on the anus or in the no on the, the, the vulva on the vulva yeah, yeah. so on your like clitoris labia Ooh, yeah air. that feels good so then it feels good so then when the fingers are going in now and then you can actually have some cock play at the same time or dildo or whatever that looks like and you start to just really relax they just you just need to check in with them and make sure that there's a lot of relaxing going on and then if that is all going well it might be a little intense but you can actually insert a cock in a, after some time of relaxation and playing, it oh, just yeah. is time and sl- the slower than slow and lube and oh, go slower than slow yeah. and slower. A than lot that. of lube and even yeah. when you think you have enough lube, add to more lube. Lu- use the ass is more. not the, does not lubricate itself. And then, yeah, I think those are really great tips. And the the other piece I would like to add to that is don't just shove your finger in. Like don't even just let the finger maybe using starting with your pointer finger or your middle finger or something rest, well lubed rest against the anus so it gets that kind of like puckered part that's closed and you'll lightly press in but not pressing hard don't shove it in and as you lightly press in and i like what april said i like what you said about um having a vibrate or something on the clit too if especially if they're super aroused it'll go in it'll just like the you know the body will take it in but even without the vibrator the body will slowly take it in and just take your time it might take a couple minutes um and i think one of the issues is that people rush it they see in porn there's like oh the the dick just got shoved in so my my dick or my finger or my yeah no that does not feel good so do not learn from porn the other thing i wanted to add to this is talk to her about it i don't know if you've had conversations about this you have this desire you see your nether regions you want to put a finger in her bum maybe have a conversation before you even try it say i love when you touch my ass and then when we're in doggy style position i'm looking at your ass it looks so good i really want to kind of play with your ass but i'm also kind of maybe this is a projection but reading that maybe you're a little reluctant here um, are you interested in exploring this? And if we do, here's what I'm, what I've learned about that we can try to make it more pleasurable, comfortable, adding lube, going slow. If anything doesn't feel good, let me know. Um, and we're going to take our time. We're not going to rush anything. I have one other thing to add because this is, I feel like how I play a lot of times yeah. because it is really hot and I get turned on and I orgasm almost all the time. Having your partner actually insert her own fingers into her butt, like one or two as she's being penetrated. To kind of relax it? It relaxes the endings and then you can go, she can go at her own pace and kind of just, so especially if you're penetrating from like legs are kind of up, legs are on your body. And so she can kind of reach around and put a finger into her bum, like either wet it with some saliva, your own saliva or some lube and then stick a finger in. That can be really hot as well. And it, it feels good. And then you can be like, how many fingers you have in there? One, put two. 85. Now get five. Where did you get all those fingers? Where did they come from? But that can really help. Or also, and also, not at the same time though, uh, prep the bum with a butt plug, like a small butt plug. Oh, I love butt plugs. Go to, get the booty plug from Fun Factory. Go get it at purepleasureshop.com. And it's a, it's a very, very easy beginner plug. Yeah. If she's never had anything in her butt before, uh, you put lube on that and angle it upwards. So the curve faces up and then it can prep and then you can slowly pull it out and then have a finger in there and she'll already be sort of relaxed around that. That's a B O O. T-I-E. Go to purepleasureshop.com. Use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX. You get 15% off of all of your sex toys, including some of our favorite butt plugs. We I feel like this play. question was written by you, for, for you, for me, because I'm like, I, wait, I have a lot of tips because I do. I live, I live this journey often and I have a lot of fun. And some days I will say, just lastly, some days are not anal days for me. I'll be like, no, no, it's no. a no fly zone. Gassy days. Gassy days are just, sometimes it just doesn't feel, yeah, it hurts a little like, bit. No. Yeah. And I'm no. like, no. And as soon as I feel the, like the level of like it, cause it's uncomfortable, but if I feel it go to a level of, of like a tingy pain, uh, I'll, I'll just say, nope, nope. Yeah. Let's, let's focus on other things right now. Cause even if I you spend time your relaxing, body. you have yeah. to. So there might be times where she says, mm, I don't know. Yeah. And there might be times where it feels like really easy. So. I have the same thing where there's some days where my butt is a miracle and it just it opens up and relaxes so quickly. It's it's phenomenal. And then there's some days where my butt's like, yeah, we start having some sort of anal play of some sort. And then after a couple of minutes, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I want to switch to vaginal sex. So then we have to go have a shower and all that stuff too. But you know, so don't ever go from ass to vag. It's not uh, I just do a whole not vag friendly. 
I do a wipe off with them. When I, what, if it's on the finger or the cock? Did you just do a wipe off on the cock? Yeah. Oh my god, I wash that. I'm like get. I get use infections really easy, easily oh, though. Yeah, I've so, only had them one. You only have one. You have it in your calendar. I probably had like fifty. So are you ready for the bio? It's bio time. It's bio. So. This is Dr. Nan Weiss, PhD. She's a cognitive neuroscientist, professor, licensed psychotherapist, certified sex therapist, board certified clinical hypnotherapist, and certified relationship specialist. After almost 20 years in clinical practice, she became driven to understand how the brain creates moods and behaviors in relation to sex and other aspects of human experience. Having returned to academia to pursue a PhD in cognitive neuroscience, she is now a cognitive neuroscience researcher at Rutgers University in Newark. She is the author of the book, Why Good Sex Matters, and has contributed her expert opinion to outlets such as National Geographic, The Atlantic, Time, Glamour, Women's Health Magazine, The Washington Post, HuffPost, Romper, and Bustle. To learn more, visit Dr. Ask Dr. Nan, and that's A-S-K-D-O-C-T-O-R-N-A-N.com. But first, Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on no matter what you're into. They release new stories every week, so there's always more to explore. And now, Dipsy even has wellness sessions with erotic exercises to help you explore sensation play or self-touch. I love recommending Dipsy to my clients and friends because it's one app that offers everything from how-tos to erotic fantasy stories to meditation. It's everything you need to help balance the busy mind and body. And Dipsy is the perfect gift to give yourself or someone you love this year. You know what's great after a long day of Zoom calls and screen time? The Dipsy app. Like Amy said, this one app gives you everything you need for self-care, self-love, and some self-pleasure. And right now, Dipsy is offering our listeners a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash shameless. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash shameless. Again, dipsystories.com slash shameless. This podcast was also made possible by Like a Kitten. After hours with the in-laws, kids, and other family members, you and your special someone deserve some much-needed alone time. Like a Kitten's Naughty or Nice box is the perfect gift box to spice up your holiday season. The Naughty or Nice box is beautifully yet discreetly packaged with all kinds of goodies, making it the perfect gift item for yourself or your lover. Spend your evenings licking delicious buttered rum lube off your partner. Or light the massage candle and drip that oil all over your lover. Or explore some dominance and submission with the satin binding ties and mini whip. Plus, there's so much more. Give yourself a sexy staycation this year. You deserve it. And right now, Like a Kitten is offering our listeners 20% off and free shipping when you go to likeakitten.com slash shameless or enter code shameless at checkout. Just go to likeakitten.com slash shameless or use promo code shameless to get 20% off likeakitten.com slash shameless and now it's interview time all right everyone it is episode time and we are with repeat guests dr nan and the lovely john they oh god well john has only been on our show once nan has been this is her fourth time fifth time something like that yeah yeah Yeah, you and you've answered sex questions for our listeners you've talked about your book um i know they've written multiple books so you have a lot of offerings but we love you we decided you're part of the shameless sex family and we will always have you back many times um, because we love the wisdom that you share and for our listeners we're answering everything from different sex drives between couples to cuckolding what's cuckolding or even hot wifing Ooh. um (laughs) so we will dive into that, but before we do, we will start with the same question that we always ask. Can you please tell us a little bit about yourselves, how you got into the field of sexuality, your partnership, your relationship, your lovership, etc.? My lovership. Well, I'm here with my lover and my husband, John. Well, he and I met when we were teenagers and we were each other's first lovers, but not our last, but actually... We really have a wonderful relationship. I went, I was a psychotherapist and then I went on to become a sex therapist. And from there I became a neuroscientist because I was always fascinated 
with the brain and behavior. And sexuality to me is such an important way of looking at our relationship with pleasure and how we can have a good time and how our relationships can work. So basically, another thing that would be important to know is that I'm an anxiety sufferer. So my book, Why Good Sex Matters, Understanding the Neuroscience of a a pleasure for a smarter, happier, more purpose-filled life has been about finding the importance of pleasure from the scientific standpoint and why it's not a luxury, it's a necessity. And sex is a big place for pleasure. And this is my husband, John. Hi, I'm John. I've been an attorney for 33 years. I've been with Nan since we were 18 years old. 17. 17, excuse me. (laughs) Um, we're married, what, 38 years? Probably, yeah. yeah. married in 82. That's how old I am. 81. 81. Oh, we got so married 81. before. We could have been your parents. 39 years. You've been married for 39 39 years. years. Thank you. Wow. Okay. Uh, we've had lots of adventures together. Uh, we have two wonderful children together. And I am very proud that Nan has uh, become an international uh, figure in the field of sexuality and relationship. It's uh, really a wonderful thing to see her book do so well and uh, her practice grow by leaps and bounds. Mm, I love that. I just think of uh, April and I and a lot of the relationships that we've been in where we've had partners in the past that were threatened by the fact that we worked in sexuality, (laughs) not naming any names. but And even when they were down, eventually at some point, there was something about it I think was triggering you know us especially now we have a podcast and we're on the air and we're like anal sex and things like that and um, I love when partners are super supportive of that and I'm again to anyone that's listening if you are one of the partners I'm not talking specifically about you okay but maybe I am and um, but I just love when people show up with support I've experienced yeah I mean I've I've had partners in the past who were like oh it's so beautiful what you do is so exciting and then when they hear when they actually get involved in what it takes, it becomes more threatening. It's threatening. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's a lot. So I, and I, and I think we can, well, I'm sure that will come up a little bit more here in the podcast about how partners can support each other because there are some sex questions about that. So I love you both. And I, and you, you two, I know have been through challenges, right? You've been through, it's, it hasn't been all sunshine and rainbows in this 33 years of love and partnership. We talked about this with you all on the last show, which was a few months ago. I don't know the number right now. I can look. And you did give us a little synopsis of some of the experiences that you had ch- challenges and experiences that you had endured and how you communicated uh, and overcame it. as a yeah. couple. Yeah. So if anyone's interested in hearing more about that, I'm sure you can. Dr. Nan's been on three different times now, Four, right? Five, six. I don't but know. You're, <laughs> a re- you're a resident psychotherapist and sexuality extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, everybody encounters challenges along the way. Life is trauma. It's catastrophe. If it's not one thing, it's something else. It's health challenges, financial challenges. Look at the world that we're living in. It's challenging. So we need tools. We need tools to be able to navigate our own issues as people, to calm our nervous systems, which I write about in the book, and also to have good communication. Because if you have good communication and If you support the growth of your partner rather than the status quo of the relationship, everything's possible. Mm, I love that statement. I love that that part. And then everyone benefits too, right? If everyone's really, really supporting each other in their growth, then it funnels and fuels into the relationship. It's like this infinite cycle there that... Um, is uh, is endless. So there's a lot of potential. So I, I, I love that you, you stated that. So yeah, I want to normalize that too, that uh, the challenges are very, very normal. And uh, April and I have been through it as well. So let's dive into some of the questions. All right. Yay. So the first one is about low sex drive and desire discrepancy. Uh, we get this a lot. So this is one sex question that probably a million people have asked us. Okay, that's a over-exaggeration. But we get this a lot because it is very common for people to get into relationships where maybe in the beginning they all have the same sex drive. And then later on that changes. One person wants more sex. One person wants less sex, et cetera. So from this human... I am a 45-year-old male with my wife of 16 years who is 43. 
Although we do have sex, it always seems like I'm the one who has to initiate and she doesn't always want to, doesn't always seem to be into it. Like she only does it so I don't get mad. I don't get mad. I get frustrated. What are some things I can do to get her in the mood more? She's a full-time nursing student and works part-time. I work full-time and take care of our two daughters. I'm horny 100% of the time, and she's only horny 5% of the time. Please help any way possible. What do we do? Well, this is probably the number one issue that couples come in to sex therapy about is the desired discrepancy. And generally, but not always, it's the lower desire or the lower active sexual desire of the female. So it's important to know that in general, males and females are a little bit different when it comes to their sex drives. Most men, most of the time, and this is in my book in chapter eight, looking at the sexual brain, most men, most of the time have access to their active desire. They're horny. They're thinking about sex. It's on their mind. Why? Because their brains have all of these places for the sex hormones to dock. This happens in the development of the brain. It's different with men and women. So men have more access to their active sexual desire And for women, not so much. So we need to understand that it's normal for women or or certainly not unusual for women to lose their active sexual desire in long-term relationships, particularly when they're working so hard in the house and outside of the house. So this, this woman is a nursing student. She has two little kids. She's probably working very hard. So her access to her active sexual desire, not so available. So if you understand it, you don't make it wrong. And you figure out the guy asked a really good question. How do I help her? That's the best question. And I think to bring that up, to talk about it, underneath the active desire is what's the receptive desire, which you can jumpstart. And you can jumpstart it by The man can be very seductive. He can really hold a lot of space for her and her feelings. He can be actually helpful. And when she understands that if you jumpstart arousal, like I said, get out the vibrator and get the party started. (laughs) And you know, what's also funny. The more sex women have, the more they want. So women, when they haven't had sex for a while, can go into like, what I call like a sexual hibernation where men, they go weak and they're feeling like they need to release. So there's some real sex differences that may impact this as well as individual differences. Wait, can I ask a question about that? Or maybe April sure. have too. The more sex that women have, the more they want. Can I say the more uh, connected, really good sex where they're having a lot of pleasure sex they have that they want, right? Because a lot of women are having compliant, not women, a lot of humans, and women are having compliant sex where like, you know, yeah, it's a job. And you know, like this person said, I, she's just doing it so I don't get mad. So the more of that kind of sex you have, that doesn't really make you want it, right? It's when it's like, oh, I'm getting a lot of orgasms and pleasure. Yeah, I'm, of course I'm going to want it more. That's a great point, Amy, that I stand not just corrected, but that's actually the point is also when you realize that sex for both male men and women, actually having sex raises your testosterone levels. So if it's not pleasant sex and you're not enjoying it, it's not going to help, even if you get a bump up in testosterone, because the bump down and feeling used or abused by your partner is not going to help. Mm-hmm. So it's really about accessing your pleasure and feeling good and having a good time with your partner that's very reinforcing. There also could be, and Dr. Nan, you can maybe uh, attest to this or, I guess, uh, dive into the hormonal factors that also could be playing a role. This person, the wife is 43, and obviously your hormones fluctuate. I mean, my sex that I was having at 28 is so different than when I was 38 which I am now. And I think I was on birth control then. And even IUDs can, can have an effect. And I don't know if this human is on any sort of hormonal uh, contraceptive, but it would seem like that could play a role. And so maybe tuning into that and asking a doctor, but what do you think? 
April, you're on target there too, big time. So if you're on like a oral contraceptive that will dampen your sex drive, I will tell you one thing that will dampen your sex drive, which is chemical, which is stress. Mm -hmm. Stress that most people are under, in particular, women that work so hard in and out of the house will basically hijack the dopamine that would be used for like fun into like the manufacturing of stress hormones. That doesn't do a thing for your sex drive. And the other thing is having kids as much as, I love having children and grandchildren. I will tell you, young parents in particular find that the caretaking that you have to do will actually affect your ability to experience uh, a sex drive because it basically blocks your sex drive, the care hormones. When you can think about it, it makes sense evolutionarily. Focus on care, not not having sex. Of course, basically, makes, yeah, it makes way more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we need to understand the chemistry, and when we understand the chemistry, and we can work together to jumpstart the party, we all have more fun. Mm-hmm. And that that can be also translated over to men that have lower sex drives, right? Because your testosterone, it decreases as you age, which can lower your uh, ability to get turned on or have like the receptors in your brain probably just aren't responding like they used to. And I don't know if John's ever gone through anything like that. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. John, you don't have to. Oh, let him talk. I love being on the spot. (laughs) I've, I've, of course, I've experienced change in my sexual being uh, from the time that I was 28 to the time that I'm 63 now. Great changes uh, and a greater development of my own uh, conception of what sexuality can be. So I'm a much better lover at 63 than I think I was at 28. And that's incredible. There's hope. So what are the options out there for, for folks besides listening to this podcast, which is the first step and asking questions that would help this? I mean, so if, if people are experiencing this and it is hormonal or it is uh, more or nature versus or, nurture, or it's psychological, yeah. that, then I think it's, it's a conversation and maybe a blood panel at a, at a doctor's <laughs> office to see Please. what your hormones are doing. And then inject you know some testosterone. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, you know, what's so funny about testosterone, it's like very, it's got very mixed results in terms of using it for sexual desire and also very conflicting results about your levels of testosterone. So it's really not so much about the fluctuating levels of testosterone, I think, but what comes along with aging. Generally speaking, when people are aging, they're in long-term relationships and okay, it's not all that exciting. I love him to bits, but you know, we don't have new relationship energy. And that is an artificial bump up of our sexual desire. Artificial, not so much, but it is a temporary bump up. So when you first meet somebody and it's exciting, you don't know how it's going to go. It's unpredictable. There's this flooding of these chemicals in the brain that are like speed. And you want, want, want sex. So I think the real art is learning how to navigate your own rise and fall of the new relationship energy. And I talk a lot about the desire curve in my book and how it's different with men and women. Men have the higher levels of active desire. And if a man is healthy, he at 60 something might not have hard-ons as uh, voraciously and frequently as he did as a younger man, but he still enjoys sex and, you know, he, he still functions. For women, what, because active desire is elusive, we have higher active desire in new relationship. We have higher active desire at the peak of ovulation. And sometimes for some women, when the hormones are fluctuating before they get their periods, So for women, the access to the responsive desire is something that we need to pay attention to. If men and women could understand how the desire curve works and not freak out, and certainly husbands that whine, whining is not wooing, not saying, (laughs) you used to jump my bones all the time and now you're not initiating sex. 
that's not attractive. That's not seductive. That's not taking into consideration the other factors, the relational factors, the social factors, the work-life balance factors that women have to contend with. Not to say it's such a party to be a man either, but we need to understand that way, the way we live with the kind of stress that we're experiencing even before COVID, because this was going on prior to COVID. We had this sexual recession and we had an explosion of mood disorders, depression and anxiety, which is why I wrote the book. So this has been going on, has to do with our, the, our lifestyles are not conducive to being balanced and healthy and present to each other and our bodies and having a good time. It's, it seems like these folks that are in this, the, the person that asked this question, it would be good for them to, and it sucks to say it, but schedule this kind of intimacy, sexy night where sex doesn't have to be the goal. Obviously, it sounds like he would want it to Don't be. Don't make it the goal. Don't make it the goal. Yeah. But it, they're going to have to, because there's so much busyness, they're going to have to schedule some time. And regardless of the, the other factors, the the ex, you know, the external factors that could be affecting this sex drive of the, the, uh, person that is the 43 year old nurse that, that she's going to have to agree to that. Right. Or, or choose to whether, whether or not she, maybe she just like, I don't want to fuck you anymore. And he's going to be like, damn it. Well, if you also knew that the scheduled time wasn't pressure for it to be one yeah. thing, right. It, I, I think that that's something that's, that's common as well. And I'm sure you see this plenty, Dr. Nan, with your, with the people that you work with is that once sex becomes one thing, I always has to have uh, penetration always has to end in orgasm and that there's no in-betweens then there's the pressure there and if the person that has less desire feels like it always has to go this one way they might pull away when there's this invitation for hey let's schedule this creative creativity night more day it's gonna or be fun yeah for yeah. fun yeah. just check in and see what's available Take in that moment out of it yeah and maybe it's not penetration see what happens and check in each moment along the way for the hour or two hours um, then you might find that people feel more free, more open, more receptive. Exactly. It really requires that we expand our idea of what sex is into playful erotic. Like when we talk about the wired in systems in the brain mind that we share with animals, if you get some care going with some seeking, which is the dopamine system, and you get some play going, it's like being in the sandbox. What feels good? What's fun? Not about genitals or orgasms or friction. It's really about pleasure. Mm -hmm. So in the book, I give people exercises about how to do these. Um, Masters and Johnson had these sensate focus um, exercises where you get it away from being goal-directed and just into sensation. And I write about it. I also write in my book about how you can amp up the volume of your erotic sensations, taking a lesson from my participants who just thought about pleasurable genital stimulation and had their brains explode. So if you can pay attention to sensations and you can focus on them, then those sensations kind of start taking you somewhere and then you can follow them. So it's really getting out of your head into your body, as it were. Yes, I really like that advice. So we can thank all you. Use some of that. Yeah, we could all <laughs> use some of that as, as a heady human myself. It, yeah, it takes a little bit of a shift. And we hope that you find uh, you and your partner find this writer of the question some sexy time and your 100% horny self gets fulfilled and uh, you, yeah, you, you have some progress there because that's, that's tough. So oh, you can always wank your I have work one day. thing oh, sorry. to add to that. Yeah. One of the things I talk a lot about in the book is having these safe sessions to talk about the difficult things like differences in sex drive. What we find about people who have sexual potential, lifelong sexual potential, which is my chapter nine, they have difficult conversations. They penetrate each other. And if you have a tool where you can have the most difficult conversations in a safe way and really listen to yourself and each other, magic can happen. Mm, very true. Also, also for the guy, it's okay to worship your woman. Oh my God, more it's, than okay, please do. It's okay <laughs> to get down on your knees again and tell her why you love her and appreciate her. Mm. And why you absolutely live for her. 
uh, it's okay to light a fucking candle once in a while. <laughs> it's seducer. Seducer. Yeah, even if you know Turn her, on the bath. People do that. The, the, oh, I know you so well, so I'm going to stop getting curious and creative. What I'm hearing you say, John, it's like, it's okay to be romantic and creative and to, and to be vulnerable and to share why your heart just desires this person or cares or your, or your, your, your penis weighing, I almost said weighing, but <laughs> all of the above. And she's a new person. Like you always say, you That's never, right. she's developing, she's changing. She's a new person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's uh, going to nursing school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And she's a mother and she's your wife and she's your lover and she's all, she's your best friend and she's your companion. Treat her the way you would treat the most special person in your life. Mm. Oh I my God. That. Can I just say that my pussy started throbbing a little bit when you said ah. that? Yes. <laughs> nice. Yes. I heard the word wor- worship, worship your woman. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Just take, it, take it back to exploring who she is now. She's not the same woman you married. Yep. She's no. new. And yeah. that's exciting. Mm-hmm. She's changing every day. And that's what's exciting about relationships. It can be an opportunity to shift and think outside of the proverbial box that we all live in with the structures of traditional confines of relationships, right? We're not designed to be monogamous humans and we choose to be in these monogamous relationships and then we get bored and then we're like, what do we do about this? And maybe you never liked the way that your partner licked your pussy or maybe you didn't like the way that the missionary style went down. So change it, shift and open up and talk about it. And that will, I think it's been successful for you too, right? You, you've learned how to communicate with each other, your needs and your values and your sexual responses to each other. And that seems to be a success story for 39 years. It's absolutely, all the things you just mentioned are absolutely essentials to being together this long. Yeah. And not just being together, but like, reinventing ourselves so that we are not like just having the same old relationship. Well, you can't have the same old relationship. You outgrow it. Mm-hmm. So you got to grow and lift and, 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 and uh, take risks. Okay. Time for a quick break. This podcast was made possible by Uberlube. It's a luxurious silicone lubricant that enhances sex and intimacy. We receive emails from listeners who have tried Uberlube and the feedback is unanimous. We never knew lube could be this good. It's also less likely to throw off the pH than most other lubes, and there are thousands of doctors recommending Uberlube to their patients, whether they want to make their hot sex even hotter or for folks experiencing dryness. Uberlube is without a doubt my favorite lube. It has no flavor, no scent, and feels absolutely amazing on my body. And it isn't just for sex. I use it to tame my hair frizzies, to prevent chafing, and I even put some in my mouth before an oral sex session. Totally ups my blowjob game. Oh, and the bottle, it's beautiful. It looks like a cosmetic product. So I just leave it out on my nightstand totally shamelessly. To learn why we think it's the best lube on the planet, check out uberlube.com and use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off plus free shipping. Again, that's uberlube.com and use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off and free shipping. This podcast was also made possible by omgs.com. OMGS is a research-based online program that teaches you all about how to pleasure the pussy. OMGS studied thousands of vulva owners to find out how they orgasm and then made beautiful animated modules and super honest short videos to give you ways to reach even more pleasure. I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years and it's been changing their lives. We all know pleasure is fluid and ever-changing, so why not add more tools to your pleasure tool belt? OMGS is for everyone, so whether you are a vulva owner or you just love vulvas, OMGS will give you the techniques to get your O face on. There are two seasons to choose from and hundreds of gorgeous videos to explore, so go see what science says about pleasure and visit omgs.com slash shameless. That's omgs.com slash shameless to get $5 off your OMGS access. Again, omgs.com slash shameless. Go check it out. Now back to the show. All right. Well, thank you for that. I think it's a, a, a great bit of advice, a couple, a couple of things to do there. We're going to shift gears a little bit and answer another sex question. I feel like this was written by me when I was 18 <laughs> because uh, I totally have experienced this before. And I think some folks out there will resonate with this as well. So this is titled Selfish Sex. 
I am a vulva owner and I keep finding myself having sex with men who don't care about my pleasure. I'm in a friends with benefits situation. And after he orgasms, there was no attempt to finish me off. Little to no foreplay. We have a job to do. Three pump jump. He claims he never had the problem before. It's me. I'm too tight. One time after he orgasmed, he got up and left me laying with my vibrator as he left the room. I've also expressed that if premature ejaculation is a problem, then maybe we need to focus on me first. He claims he'd like to like sex five times a week, but we see each other two or three times a week and he doesn't initiate it. So I feel like sex drive also has to do with it. How do you know when it is time to cut the strings in a relationship for lack of sexual compatibility? Hmm. I think you have something you want to say about that, honey. (laughs) (laughs) There are so many things that jump out to me. The first thing is I feel such compassion for this woman. Yeah. She finds herself over and over with men who don't care. Mm. How sad, how, how awful, how demoralizing for her. And to be with a, a man who reminds her of this pattern and who really doesn't initiate contact with her. I, I, there were seven or eight different things that uh, indicated to me that this might be something she wants to consider terminating. Mm. Uh, two things. I want her to listen to two songs. Respect by Aretha Franklin. Ooh, what she should demand of her partners. Yes. And also by the staple singers, Respect Yourself. Oh. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know the chorus to that one, but Respect Yourself. Is that it? Yep. Hey, yep. Yeah. hey, 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 is that it? <laughs> I don't know. John will know better than I yes, right. yes, yes. Oh, good. I mean, I love I, that. Oh. And I think about that that this particular woman is not alone. There's so many women who are faced with selfish lovers. Why do you think we have this orgasm gap that we have where men get off and women don't? And we're also not educating men properly. You know, Mm. I think when you think about it, there's some kind of deficit for these men that don't know how to pay attention that don't know how to partner with another person for pleasure and reciprocity. And I wondered, you know, if you look at what's happening with young people with the sexual recession, how people are so being raised with devices instead of really connecting, I think it's kind of a lack of social, sexual intelligence Mm that creates these people that don't know how to play with others. So we need to socialize people to be able to recognize the importance of being able to have reciprocal relationships, whether it's friends with benefits or whether it's romantic partnerships. I, what I would say to this person, if she was, if I was talking to her, is like, if this is just a friends with benefit arrangement, you need some more benefits. Yeah, yeah you do. Or better friends. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it's, you know, if you're in a long-term relationship with somebody where there's a lot at um, risk, you know, a lot at, at, at um, stake, I guess is the word. This is a friends with benefit. She's seeing them a couple times a week. I think she'd be better off finding somebody a new friend with better benefits. I would say the song that comes to mind for me is Beyonce's Tell em, Boy, Bye. <laughs> Tell em, yeah. Boy, Bye. 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 Up. Yeah. Bye. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And we have to think that we're not just objects. You know, women get trained to think that we're sexual objects as, as opposed to people. So it's not really about people desiring us. It's people about celebrating and and recreating with us and making sure that we're satisfied in the long run. Yeah. She should just go get a robot doll. That's what I think. Well, okay. Well, here's the other thing is because so she, she's saying, when do you know, when do you part when you're like, okay, this just isn't compatible. I'm not even thinking it's compatibility. I think it's a lack of education or knowledge or consideration mm-hmm. or respect as John said on the other person's part, whether they, but also I know a lot of people are educated about sex from porn. Porn shows male pleasure and like thrust, pump, 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 and that's it, right? And not a whole bunch of like, let's go really slow and soft and take time and talk and connect. They don't show that. So in the penis owner's defense, maybe this is where this person learned how to have sex. Now, if she is going up to him and saying, hey, 
in order for us to continue this, I need more. Are you willing to work with me? And he's like, nah, this is just how I am. Or there's something wrong with you. Goodbye. Yeah. But it, it, so if that's, if that's the case, I would say, yeah, respect and goodbye. And if, but if, if there's an, if one, she needs to be to state that it sounds like she kind of has. And two, if, the, if she states that and he says he's willing to work with her, then there's work to do where he right. can learn or they could learn together. And part of it will be her work too, to not have compliance sex to speak her needs and her boundaries, but for him to also learn to be a better, more present giver, learn new skills, learn how to slow down, uh, re-educate himself beyond what he sees on Pornhub. And to show up in, in that way. So part of it is like the, the system is all messed up. Yes, exactly. But some people are just like uh, people who say, this is just how I am. I'm sorry if you're listening. Mm-hmm. I, I would l- like to give you a hug and tell you that's not true. That is a lie. Mm-hmm. And you've been, you've been fed a big, big lie because we are all so malleable and we can constantly learn and change. We just have to be open to it. I think it's a cop out when people don't really want to take responsibility for what they're creating on a related but sort of different note. I saw something about Pornhub doing some sex education. They are. Followed that up. Did you take a look at this? Yeah, we, uh, with Hot Octopus, uh, my, you know, the vibrator company that is mostly focused on penis toys, they, uh, there's a sexual wellness section and we have been working with them a bit. And it's interesting because I was like, wow, I would not go to Pornhub for my sex ed. However, I'm very proud of Pornhub. They also changed their backdrop to white. So they're like getting all like a little bit less like dark and more sort of relatable and they want to offer things in sex education. So yes, you're right. You're right. Dr. Nan, it's, it's specific to Pornhub as well. So my question is, if Pornhub can learn, why can't this guy learn? Yeah. Something different. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, women tend to get another factor is women get attached when they have sex more so than men. And so our, when you have sex with somebody on a regular basis, you're going to end up feeling emotionally attached to somebody who really doesn't show a whole lot in this instance, care about your satisfaction and your well-being. So I think it's something that we need to learn how to operate mm. for people who are tend who tend toward feeling very emotionally attached when they start having regular sex with somebody. It's something to think about. Yeah. The other option is just to continue to use your vibrator if you really want this person to uh, obviously like stand there in the corner. Yeah. I'm using my vibrator. And then when I have my orgasm, I'm ready for you to pleasure me or fuck me or whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll call you, you know. in. I'll ring a bell. Hello. Yes. Come go. serve me Come now. Serve me. <laughs> All right. No, you've been she, dismissed. Yeah. <laughs> she could develop some more assertiveness with this guy. And if yeah. he doesn't want to play this new, more interesting game, mm-hmm. you find some other friends. Yeah. I like pitching it as a game. That's yeah. a good idea. Mm-hmm. Like a challenge. Like I invite you to uh, change the way. No, not change. I invite you to this game to play with me. Do you want to play? Game. And uh, there's plenty of other people that want to play that game with you, listeners. Exactly. <laughs> you know the difference between infinite and finite games? Infinite games you can keep reinventing. And I think a sustainable kind of long-term relationship is an infinite game. You keep changing it up and you keep wanting to hit the ball back and forth. And if this guy's not willing to take her kind invitation to step up the game to something more satisfying for her, then it's time for her to say, check, please. That's my answer to that. Yeah, I like it. Goodbye. And, I, and I'll say that the role, roles can be reversed, right? I have also Absolutely. heard a similar thing, too, of, you know, penis owners, speaking of specifically heterosexual relationships, penis owners who are in relationships with partners who are down to receive pleasure for themselves, but they're not really interested in pleasuring their partner. So don't, this doesn't always happen just this one way. But if you find yourself in this situation, there are things you can do first, talk about it, boundaries, stand up for yourself. And if that doesn't work out, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, as John said, and <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> and go find a slow hand man. Is there yeah. a captain song? Mm-hmm. With Ooh, oh my god. A lot of good playlists coming oh, up. For yeah, this. maybe. We should make our own playlist. We should. This is for your sexual empowerment playing it. Yeah, baby.
So, okay, speaking of sexual empowerment, let's talk about cuckolding, okay? Well, first of all, so I'm going to ask you this question, and then maybe you can talk about what cuckolding is, because a lot of, we've had this question multiple times, and I don't know if we've ever done a podcast on it. We could probably do like five episodes on this. So this question says, my partner, who's relatively conservative and vanilla, admitted to the idea of other men wanting me and being with me really makes him hot. He doesn't want to be included or watch. Actually, so wait, cuckolding is when they watch, right? Okay, anyways, he doesn't want to be included or watch simply to know that other men pursue and sleep with me. Please tell me, is this normal? From an evolutionary perspective, absolutely. The idea of having sex in separate places is a relatively new phenomenon. When you think about like communal sex and communities going way, way back, people didn't have separate bedrooms and separate people heard sex, they saw sex. And actually, seeing and hearing sex is kind of socially facilitating for some. Now, the idea of wanting to see your partner, your female partner have sex with another man, actually, what we've, what we've seen from science, it actually increases the testosterone and the semen and everything. It's facilitating. I think John has some actual things to add to this, wouldn't you, honey? Well, sure, sure. Um, first of all, if this guy thinks he's conservative and vanilla, he's sadly <laughs> mistaken. He's kinky as fuck. <laughs> in that way. We all get to be kinky in our own way. But it's not in they would, this couple would really benefit from a good conversation with Nan because limits and boundaries agreements in this area are, are so important. Uh, and from a male's perspective, he should be foremost about what is safe for her physically and emotionally. That would be a, a primary concern uh, for me as a man if I was to pursue something like that. Mm-hmm. It's a turn on to hear and see sex and to see your partner being desired. There's competition in sexuality. You know, when you think about in nature, you know, we're, we're basically competing. The men, men and women are also competing to be the, the winners of the evolutionary contest of being the one who lands the sperm and has the baby and all of that. So I think it's not an unusual fantasy. I think you can take fantasies into reality if you just are careful about what you wish for, because a lot of times people full of care, full of care. Okay. And you realize that if you talk about it and you figure out a way where this could work and it could work where you have, you're in, you're really connected with each other first and foremost. And then if either one of you is having a problem, you just go, oh, this isn't working so well. Mm-hmm. So anybody who strays off of the regular route or the path of vanilla monogamy without any sex involvement of other people, they just need to be mindful about what could work, how you could work together, how you would know it's working and what to do if you either one of you is having strong feelings. Because my experience is that when push comes to shove, what people can think of as being erotic sometimes can be threatening. And sometimes people, what they think is going to be threatening ends up being erotic. Mm. So you have to really just be mindful of that experience is maybe a little bit different than what you expect. And, hmm. and sometimes we get the, have the things that are a fantasy and they're just designed to be fantasy. Or if we want to explore it, maybe just take baby steps first. Like maybe don't yeah. be like, go fuck that other person and come back to me. Maybe like, how about you just go on a date with someone and just flirt with them and start with that. And then we can check in and see how that feels. And if you want to start to dip your toes in a little bit. And if you enroll people who are good people, who are mindful, you know, we can all take lessons from people who do non-vanilla sex, whether it's BDSM or swinging. When they do it consciously, they do it by agreement. They do it. There's a lot of communication and trust. Safe, sane, Safe, and, consensual. sane and consensual. Thank you, honey. That's it. But, you know, you can basically, you know, create all sorts of interesting dynamics. And if you're going to be together for a very long time, 
which is one of the ways that we can learn and grow together. It doesn't have to be sexual exploration per se, but if you're willing to entertain doing things and finding what's going to work for the two of you and find your own way to do relationship, like a, like a designer relationship, it can include sex or exploration with other people. There's a ton of people who successfully swing. And in swinging, it's a very common thing where men watch their wives have sex with other men. It's not unusual. It's kind of while they're maybe having sex with someone or not. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of room for, we need to be more experimental and more tolerant about sexuality and educate people. So those, for example, that guy with the friends with benefits who knows a little bit more about how men don't understand even women's physiologies, their their anatomies, where, where the clitoral bulbs are, how to stimulate it, how to get, before you even have intercourse with a partner, if a man understands how to really work the clitoral bulbs and get things all juicy and everything, intercourse is going to feel so much better. And there won't be the orgasm gap. So a lot of it is education. That's where OMGS and different tools come in. Rather than watching porn, you can go and access all of these really great tools that are available yep. digitally nowadays. And we talk about OMGS all the time. Have you heard of hot wifing, by the way? I just was introduced to, I haven't participated in any hot wifing. Sure. However, I was introduced to the term and I was like, huh. And then I was like, wait, what is that? Just fairly recently. And it's, it's another kind of exploration of what people are into. Like, and is it a swinging world thing? It, it, not necessarily. Okay. Have you heard of hot wifing? No, but we will if you tell us. Please uh, do. I, so my, I thought it was in this episode. I don't. I personally don't. We need to have an episode on this. So, and I, so I thought. So, cuckold. Okay, let's cuckolding. My understanding isn't necessarily this. What this person's asking. It's actually wanting to watch. I believe. Right. You was. Well, cuckolding is when your partner has sex with someone else. And and do you watch, cuckold. or you just, or it can happen. You can see it or not. Well, to be cuckolded means that your wife where your partner has is unfaithful, sex, is unfaithful yes. and has sex. Okay. But the watching it is where people get off on it. And I think when we talk about cuckolding as a sport per se, that's what we're talking about. Or you could come home and be like, I just fuck some other dude. It is amazing. I, 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 that's what hot wifing is where you're fucking other dude and you like talk about it with the, that's what, uh, as opposed to cuckolding where, where you're watching it, yeah. but you have oh, wife to go and fuck another it is related to heterosexuality here, the term at least. Would hot uh, wifing also just be like maybe you're at a party and that you're watching your wife get hit on by all of these people and you're like, yeah, that's my wife. Mm. Maybe, but I don't think the, uh, the guy isn't present usually. It's like they go off. So maybe if they went into another room and he knew they were fucking, mm. that would be hot wifing. But cockholding is when you actually watch your wife get fucked or your partner. I don't want to say men and women. That's wife, it, but yeah. yeah. So that's so the difference. Used, you know, we used to call this sloppy seconds. <laughs> oh, you never heard that one? Oh yeah, I have, I have it. Maybe sure. not this that's way. the term I used about when I started dating my partner, and I was like, I don't oh, want your sloppy seconds. I had seconds. already slept with him. Yeah, before, I was like, yeah. I don't need your sloppy seconds. And she was but like, she took him, but I did. <laughs> I dated so him. The idea of having having like a load of semen in the vagina of the oh. partner. Oh, that's poppy seconds. So you oh. go in there. You're, the lubricant is somebody oh. else's. Sperm. We didn't. We didn't. Oh, do no, that we one. didn't do that. No, <laughs> but, yeah, just to clarify, that didn't happen. Um, okay. Is it called sloppy seconds or hoppy yeah. seconds? Sloppy. sloppy. Oh, oh, oh. So you, right? you're going and you're like, yeah. oh yeah, there's already someone else's sperm inside of me. Sperm we're going no, we definitely didn't do that one. Oh my god, Amy I, like, I, I like this one. Oh yeah, yeah. We haven't done that yet. Wow. Like we'd be true sisters if we did. Yeah, we would. Yeah. Bucket list. Bucket list. <laughs> so much, so much to want, so little time. Yeah. yeah. Well, your book is incredibly in not only informational, because that sounds boring, but it's insightful and it gives you the tools and the tips and the tricks. And but it's also research-based, and you have a PhD, you're a doctor. So it's a real of- one. I didn't just buy it or no, it. No, no, you, actually, you can tell by the way. I mean, you've been on the Today Show. I mean, we read your bio. You have like a lot of street cred, Dr. Nan. And John is just amazing to have on the show because not only is he absolutely 
like a, another perspective for us to have a penis owner that's in this long-term relationship that's successful, but he's supportive of your work. And, and he worships, he even brought up women. safe, safe, yes. sensual. I'm like, fuck yeah, John, the attorney, he knows <laughs> sending you some documents. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on. Bring, Bring it, it on. on. Hey, hey. Uh, how can people find and work with you, Dr. Dan? Although I know you have your book and I know you also do sessions with folks. So yeah. will you tell the uh, listeners out there how they can? I actually find every time I'm on your show, I get a lot of wonderful people looking for sessions. So the easiest way to get in touch with me is go on my website, askdrnan.com and doctor spelled out with all the letters. And you can set up a free consult with me right on the phone there. Just schedule it. And, um, you know, I'd like to do very short-term interventions with people, like four to six sessions, couples, individuals, if you want to recreate your life, your sex life, if you're finding that something is in the way of your pleasure. This, like my book is really about sex, but more about our capacity to experience pleasure is a very healing force. And I knew, I know from my own personal journey as someone who's had a lot of anxiety, when you have a lot of anxiety or depression, it's hard to access pleasure. And pleasure is really, really important. It's not a luxury. Well, it's a necessity for a well-functioning emotional brain that we share with our four-leggeds. That we, we all share. our doggies here. Hi, babies. We share with our dogs and other animals and we ignore in psychology the embodied visceral emotions mm-hmm. that hijack us and get in the way. Mm-hmm. So I love the work that you ladies are doing. I love just the conversations that we have. And it's extraordinary. You're really, you're paradigm shifters. And if they want your book, do they get that on your website? They can get everything on my website. They can read my blog. They can see the articles that I write. I write about all sorts of things. I write about sex, relationships, well-being, politics. Boy, we have a lot to talk about. (laughs) How we heal this big divide. You know, there's lots and lots of things that we get to do to make the world a better and more fun place for all of us. And John, are you still practicing law? If someone's in New Jersey and needs an attorney, can they call you? <laughs> no, I've, I've retired. Uh, okay, sorry, yeah. folks. But no. if they want to learn how to respect women, call John and he'll ah. teach you. Yeah, right? His number is 555 Well, I have R-E-S-P-E-C-T for both of you, Dr. Oh, no. same yes. to you, ladies. This is so much fun. Back at you. Back and at you. Keep us Sorry, say it again. Keep us posted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll have you back. We have have lots of sex questions for you to answer. Yeah. (laughs) We do. Relationship, love, work, you name it. Mm-hmm. You have just a great approach. And so thank you. Thank you for uh, that, just sharing your knowledge. And we will see you again soon. You two great. are amazing. Go have a glass of wine. We prefer Margins Wine. And if you go to www.marginswine.com. I hate www. And is it HTTP now? HTTP. Colon backslash. Anyway. Backslash. Backslash. You can go to Margins Wine, though, and check out why Amy and I have been huge fans of this small batch boutique wine Mm -hmm. and go ahead sign up for the newsletter they do two to three shipments megan bell women owned and operated most of the grapes come from santa cruz area so check out our beautiful california grown we love the sangiovese the muscat blanc that's what we're drinking right now so uh, you can also save money if uh, if you buy three or more bottles go to our website in the show notes and access the codes for margins wine all right y'all we will see you next tuesday ciao for now want to learn more go to shamelesssex.com and for 15 percent off of some of our favorite sex toys use code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com